Previously on the Reroll Podcast. With the portal sealed, the party is safe for now. But it's not all sunshine and whiskey. We can't allow her to come through. No one's coming through there. Very good friend is protecting that door now. Let's go get you some help. The help Kiara needs may be a bit beyond our capabilities. You are incapacitated for the next eight hours and you are doomed one. Bottom line, she needs specialized care. A specific ritual. Something you don't know of, but you do know where to find. She needs to reach the temple, and soon. Meanwhile, Lord Remy and I find some common ground. At least in our motives. This Emperor Godfrey. I want him to die, and I want him to suffer. The one thing that I really want is one Davy Elrond. It would seem... He's not going anywhere. Quite frankly, I'm afraid to leave without armed escort anywhere. So we might as well work together. He offers a lead on my nemesis, Davy Elrond, but wants a name in return that could compromise a valuable asset of mine inside the Empire. If you complicate this, then your head will be joining Davy's on my wall. But quid pro quo demands a name. Well, Mr. Oakenfist? So against my better judgment, Aldous Cornell. I wonder, did I make the right choice? I wonder if we can get Kiara the help she needs in time. I wonder, I wonder where Davy is right now. Welcome back to the Reroll Podcast. Welcome back. Thank you. To the Reroll Podcast. Shut up, Zane. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Sad. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm doing pretty good. How's anybody else doing? Doing great. Why is Brendan doing great, Noctavius? <laughs> we broke up. Don't you like to know? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Gonna roll past that. Brendan's stoked, but Octavius pissed off because you know she can't get him out of the house now. <laughs> the wild part is Octavius broke up with him. <laughs> it's, it's really puzzling we're negotiating which of us is leaving all right i got a really simple icebreaker for y'all today i think it's a decent one hot sunny day you're outside you got a drink in your hand ice cold drink what is it i'll be basic um and arnold palmer those things are fucking delicious mm. they are delicious i agree I was going to say iced tea, so. The rapper? Wow. <laughs> wow. Delicious. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, a little, he's a little guy. You can fit him in your hand. <laughs> I think at this point, he's more of an actor than anything. <laughs> sure. Actor. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right. Am I the only alcoholic who assumed you meant alcohol? <laughs> I thought about uh, it, then I, I immediately... I did mean alcohol, but that's... <laughs> Anything's alcoholic if you put alcohol in it. Right. Arnold Palmer's just add vodka. Like rum I mean, on a hot on a hot day, like nothing beats just a fucking like Pacifico or like a Modelo with a lime crammed in there. Uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that's drinking good. Corona with lime in Hawaii, and that was pretty good on yeah. the beach. Uh, I don't think you were old enough to drink, so so no, you didn't. <laughs> Citizens, you're arrest. going to jail. <laughs> yeah, jail time. Definitely Oops. margarita for me. Nice. Uh, 
It's been a while since I've had a good margarita. Oh, samesies. Or a bad one. Yeah, nice, like, simple, just like lime juice, agave, tequila, and cuatro. Yeah, you know, summer does get me in the mood for a good margarita. Yeah. Even though it's spring, but it still feels like it's 1,000 degrees here because we're in Texas. So So every day is margarita day. (laughs) Feels like it's perpetual winter here because it just rains. Yeah. It was a nice solid upper, like, 50s today. Yeah, yeah, that was actually I didn't have to wear two jackets the whole day at work. Yeah, I actually sat outside while there was a sun ray on the porch, and I sat there, and then as soon as it disappeared, I was like, oh, fuck, it's cold, and I went back inside. It's all the vitamin D you get this year. Single (laughs) sun ray. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You're going to yell at me for this, because I should know this, but what is is our realm called? It's rel, right? Is it rel? Rel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You said it when you <laughs> asked the question. Well, I wanted to make sure, but that's the realm like our, of Rel. Are we the on like a specific continent or is that just like. You guys are on. That's actually a very good question. Uh, you guys are on the West Rel continent. The world of Rel, as it's known currently, is split into two. You have West Rel, which notably contains Black Reach City, the Empire's Domain, Kravnock Mountains, Grimholt, uh, Force of the Oak, and then there is. East Rel, which contains the city of Saltwind, as well as Sulspiria uh, and the Dunes of Sand and Time, as well as the uh, Badlands, uh, that is in East Rel. There's also the Dragonfire Isles that sit in the Blood Sea, as well as the Isle of Forgotten Horrors. But yeah, that's that's a good question. Both the uh, these continents actually were connected by a large city of Tevalon, which we know has fallen roughly a hundred years ago to a dragon attack and that dragon still sits there so the only way to traverse safely between the two continents is by sea which is part of the reason Blackreach has had such a hard time establishing a foothold in East Rel is there's really no way to other than through naval invasion to put boots on the ground effectively in East Rel and Saltwind is as much as Blackreach is a port city, Saltwind is the home of sailing. It's where sailing practically existed. A bunch of CL live there. Uh, actually, not that the audience knows that, but you guys all played in Saltwind in our last sort of campaign. And I played in the Forgotten, or the... the I the Forgotten, forgotten Horrors. Yeah. And, and I was a CL. Chronicles of Rel. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you were a CL. That's our yeah, Patreon content for those of you who are unfamiliar. Chronicles of That's Rel. That's good. It's good shit. It is good. I love the voices. Really oh, God, crank. I love Cranky. Yeah. I mean, one, one of these days, I'm going to yeah, release that adventure for anybody to play, by the way, on the Patreon. So stay but tuned. It is not today. It is for not now, today. we required money, which I'm sure we're just drowning in. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm drowning in money, that's for sure. Well, get your margaritas and Arnold Arnold Palmer. <laughs> <Your Aaron Arnold. laughs> get your margaritas and Arnold Palmer's and sit back as we drift back into the world of Rel. Last we left off, Kiaren was more or less soothed by Bo's divine magic. Flint was deep in 
conversation with Lord Remy. Anything else anybody wants to do before you guys go to rest for the evening? I think the conversation with Flint and Remy is pretty much wrapped up. Yeah, you guys are probably hammered at this right. point. <laughs> and telling the major truths. <laughs> I just want to say I know that we don't trust each other, but I feel I can tell you I, I, I love you. <laughs> I once quacked off in front of a sheep. <laughs> and I believe it enjoyed it. <laughs> it was an accident. The sheep t- I didn't know the sheep was there. The sheep was a known pervert. <laughs> I thought I was corking off alone. I've been scared of sheep ever since. <laughs> I think Star wants to sort of announce to probably everyone just out in the main yard or whoever's around she she's gonna get up on a stump or something and she'll say anyone that knew maximus and would like to take a moment with me will be meeting at sunset in front of the door there is no sun just minor technical note (laughs) we'll be meeting when i stab flint (laughs) <laughs> we'll be meeting at Broken Sky Set <laughs> You just hear in the distance Ah fuck It's like oh it's shit it's time for Max's memorial <laughs> Flint I need you to cup your hands around your mouth While I do this okay <laughs> I don't know why I just imagine A fry scream from like Futurama <laughs> Ow <laughs> Like that never goes to me <laughs> Okay and I think a A lot of Probably just about everybody who's not on guard duty is around that door around the time. And and in fact, you feel a brush between your legs as the black cat is there as well. I think Star is like, God, I feel like I already want to cry. (laughs) Star is trying to like steal herself enough to give this sort of speech. She's going to um, have a couple of candles on either side of the door, I think, and just sort of light them. And she'll sort of shakily begin here. I know that we haven't been here much, and unfortunately we haven't had a lot of time to spend But I wanted to take this time to thank Maximus, Maximus Glitterton, for anyone that didn't know, for his bravery and his sacrifice. God, I think he protected everyone on this side of the crab docks. More if we're lucky. You were silly and irritating and crazy. But by God, do I miss you. We will never forget your sacrifice. As long as I live, as long as I can pass your memory on. I will do my best to honor you. I will bring joy when I can. And I'll bring bravery where I can as well. Thank you, Maximus. You have no idea the mark that you've left on all of us. If you have brought anything to lay by the door, you may come up and do so now. 
But please, don't be sad when you remember him. Remember the joy. Remember the funny little tricks he would play. And of course, remember the sacrifice that he made for all of us. Thank you. The faint flicker of torches barely light this hallway leading to the Fey door. And somewhere in the middle of the crowd, a flaming sword ignites, <laughs> held super tall above everybody else. A burst of bright light that is juxtaposed by this purple, pink, yellow, shifting ball of light where Maximus made his final stand that seems to perpetually act as a permanent lock on this door. Go ahead and take yourself a re-roll there. That's so Octavia. strange because I was just about to cast light and do pink, purple, and yellow and just have it like <laughs> there to like <laughs> mm. kind of, because I felt like pink definitely was like a color. But that's weird. I was going to choose the exact same colors and just kind of have it there so people could come in when they wanted to. Mm. But you already did it, so it's really <laughs> strange. Also, I wanted to say I really did not plan on crying for that, but I, I am very sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good episode when Octavia cries. <laughs> you always make me want to yeah. cry, and I try to stay strong. But God so damn it. I'm just, I like, we don't even have shadow here. Fuck, dude. I'm a mess right now. <laughs> yeah. That was his last words. You would have had shadow crying. Shadow for me or something. That's like, that kills me. Sheesh. Kella leans over to Lilac and says, the fuck was that? <laughs> I know. I was like assuming that at least some people were like, I've never, I've literally never seen anything like a pixie floating around here. So. <laughs> I meant who the fuck is this fox? But okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> who is that? <laughs> is that Maximus's wife? <laughs> Damn, bro. I can't uh, imagine. Some of, some of us are probably like, shut up, it's star. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> shit. God. It's really emotional thing, right now. <laughs> one thing we'll always have to remember Maximus is the milk car. Yeah, I was going to say, along with the flaming sword, Flint uh, Flint raises the milk car up. <laughs> it's embers smoldering, and the milk <laughs> taste is all the sweeter and richer now. <laughs> And it fades into a somber night, a night of loss, a night of pain, a night of fear. This day has been long, and this day has changed everyone's life, and unfortunately for some, ended theirs. You all find a place to rest. Bo... You set Kiaran down somewhere moderately comfortable, likely keeping an eye over her. Um, I would like to do something quickly, if that's okay. I want to try to read Fate, which I've never done before, as, like, Bo is just trying to really get a grip on what the fuck's happening with Kiaran and trying to help, like, just wants to help. And this is kind of a last-ditch effort to kind of get an idea of what he can do and to see if it'll help and it's just thinking probably laying there probably nearby keeping an eye on her and just kind of watching the um this kind of aura of her like kind of phase in and out and just like probably 
internally speaking to Cosmios and trying to to get in touch with that part of him. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Bo, but the way I sort of imagine this is kind of like an incense burning and maybe you crisscross in front of it, almost almost like a, a seance sort of, of trying to get a read on this. I was thinking that too, kind of a little low light. Um, everyone else, it's a very, you only hear kind of, you know, light breathing. You don't really hear much. There's, it's just like that very late hour where you just have a moment of like clarity to be able to do something like this. Yeah, the, the quiet calmness in, in this chaos. So you know the witching hour, 3 a.m. No, just kidding. <laughs> but unfortunately, fate speak, speaks back and fate itself is uncertain. And that is the response you get. Hmm. The night comes and goes. But dawn never breaks. The dark purple twilight and the deep crack in the sky only illuminates slightly. Takes care and perception to notice the difference between day and night. But eventually you all stir after a long rest. Now keep in mind in Pathfinder 2nd Edition you do not heal the full. After resting, you get your level times your constitution modifier in health. However, I think you all are at full health because of the prior evening. I'm assuming since I was unconscious, that does not count as a full rest. I will say it does because the heal spell allowed you to... Even though you, you, I think you meditate instead of rest, I think the heal spell allowed you to recuperate some strength and energy. Okay. Then I will heal up to full with the rest. And you guys stir in the morning, one by one. What are you doing? Flint's gonna go talk to Raven. Ah! Alright, Flint. You catch Raven outside smoking a pipe, staring at a small fire that has just kind of started outside of Remy's tent. She's with Spring, the pink-haired gnome. Yeah, Flint will sidle up to Raven and kind of lean in and uh, sort of say under his breath, just because he hasn't been introduced to this other person yet. I think I've greased the wheels enough with Remy. He's willing to work with us, so we got to figure out our next move. It's good to hear. Spring. This is Flint. Flint, Spring. I didn't mean to be rude, lacking an introduction, but it seems like it kind of got waylaid by, you know, whatever this is, and he gestures up to this guy and then extends his hand out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old news. We got to do new news now. Things are going. Things are moving. Enough of that. Uh, anyway, I've been discussing with Raven my plan, and I think this is really going to benefit all of us, okay? That right. She opens a satchel and takes out this little mechanical beetle, and it just kind of bzz, bzz, bzz like buzzes these these wings in her hand and she says 
Now, I overheard last night that you were talking a lot about scouting and scouting with your uh, fellow teammates or resistance or whatever it is, but right now it's dangerous and you want to secure the perimeter and that provides a little bit of a, a, a sort of a, a conundrum, if you will, but I think that I have a little bit of a solution. And this beetle sort of flies and buzzes and rises and she says, my little gadget here can buzz uh, and carry itself for a little while and come back and maybe, you know, scramble around this town of uh, Bramble City or whatever it is for like an hour or so and probably get back to me if all my mathematics are correct. And that way we wouldn't have to send anybody out and, and really risk any lives at this point, but uh, sort of stay close to the perimeter. But I do want to say that if I lose this, you owe me uh, 500 gold. Flint just kind of blinks a couple times processing everything this is a I'll well, take that... that as a yes she snatches it out of the sky <laughs> and scurries off it, it was nice to meet you yes introductions are kind of fruitless with spring but she's a brilliant mind I appreciate the initiative that she's taking she'll, she'll go far here it's likely that don't that won't work, so don't be super confident. About half her inventions just blow up. I mean, entertaining to me either way, I suppose. Yes. It's good to hear that you came to some sort of agreement with Remy. What did you discuss? I mean, he's... He's a pushy little bugger. It's kind of hard to get anywhere with him, you know, without giving up something in return, but that's all those... I mean, that's how that's what's gotten us this far in the first place, so helps to know how to play the game. How much has he told you about why he's here? Not much, but his coin's good, and I don't tell him much. I know he hates the Empire. He's ambitious, I think, in those designs. He doesn't just want to hurt them. He wants to put them in the ground. And that kind of ambition is admirable. But it's also very, very dangerous. Flint, you know just as well as I do, humans don't have long in Rel, in this life. They have to accomplish a lot more in the years they have. Remy stands to lose much, much more than you and I do. He's a noble of the Empire. If he was caught here, he'd be killed, his friends be killed, his family be killed. Everything he's ever had would be killed, stripped away, disgraced. Of course he's ambitious. He wouldn't be here if he wasn't. Well, for now, we'll work with him, but I don't like having business arrangements with people that I don't have leverage on, and I know next to nothing about this guy. So, we're going to have to find some way to dig up some dirt. Otherwise, this is going to be a really one-sided relationship. Believe me, I've been trying. I have contacts in Blackreach that are active. I'll see if I can meet with some of them. 
Well, for now, our short-term plans, I think it's probably best to scout the immediate area, see what's going on in Brambleton, try to get an idea yeah. of the Empire's presence after this event that we've been through. I agree. At this point, Hammerhead kind of stumbles over out of his personal tent, gripping his head, and he's like, Oh, my fucking head. Slumps down next to you, and he's like, Oi, pipsqueak, I could use a drink. Uh, me too, why don't you grab me while you're up getting one? Kind of kicks at him. Fuck. <laughs> Gets up, meanders up back over to his tent, sort of throws the flap and is rummaging around some. And after a moment, he brings out a flask and he's like, Be honest with you. Grabs it in his teeth and twists it. I don't got much left, so don't drink all of it, you little shite. <laughs> Takes a swig of it and passes it to you. That's all Flint has for now. I'm assuming Kiaren wakes up. Yep. Um, Kiaren, upon waking... Oh. Roll me a will save. <laughs> Natural one, unconscious again. <laughs> 24. Okay. Great. Okay, so you are slowed one. Okay. Kiaren, upon waking, will look around for Bo. I think Star spends her morning... Uh, she probably talks to Bo and Kella, but she she asks Kella, "Do you have any any flowers of any kind that may that I might use to turn this chalk into a paint of sorts?" Uh, I'll have to go look in my lab. It was. Mostly destroyed but last night, but I had several dyes. I'm sure I have something. Okay. Maybe that's... It's possible that, like, um, living on the riverside, uh, Bo would know how to identify clay pretty easily, and if it was around here, he would know how to... He'd be like, hmm, I have an idea. And then he would probably locate something, some red clay. I think there's definitely a clay deposit really close to here that you know of. Nice. That would probably just recognize it from the short, like it being, no, having lived around it, the shoreline, and yeah. um, yeah. Um, and with that, I guess as if, I don't know, just throw out a handful of colors that she might have given me. Yeah, we'll say if you wake up sort of early with bow and everything, you you get red from the red clay. Uh, she has black ink, and then like a blue dye. Perfect. That's pretty much all I was looking for. Um, okay, so she is actually going to make a couple of, like, makeshift paintbrushes from, like, some of the hair on her tail, because it's longer, and, um, like, some sticks or something, and she wants to spend the morning um, painting on the doorway. Uh, a, I guess maybe a riddle? I don't know. It. I'll, I'll read it to you. It says, a small but painful sacrifice protects us from the darkness beyond. And she'll sort of decorate it with small flowers and other things. Um, but, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, so Karen will find you guys there with that. And we'll kind of pause and look over your handiwork and just say, uh, I did not know him, but he died an honorable death, protecting us all. What was on the other side was an unspeakable evil. 
Star will kind of look back at her questioningly. Uh, what do you mean? As far as we knew, before all of this anyway, it was supposed to lead to the Feywilds, but clearly that's no longer where it leads to. Do you have any information on it? I know not of the Fey, but I heard the matron on the other side. Do, does Star know who this is? Give me a religion check. Could I also? And Star yeah, has maybe looked over that book a little bit too. I don't know if it was in there. The matron, the book from uh, Scribble Scribe? Scribe, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, one matron's not in there. Okay. Star only got a 14. Never heard of it. 28. Bo, you've heard of the matron of spiders. Really only spoken about from like an outside perspective in some of the books you might have read during your training at the temple. An evil deity of sorts, something that's that's deep in the pit and undeniably evil. Maybe even when she says it, sends shivers down your spine. Star will kind of look back and forth between the two of them, sensing that they both know and she's she does not. So she, like, well, who is she? What is she? Where does this door lead? The matron is, uh, is the goddess that the Dolel worship and attempt to bring back. She is not one you want to mess with. I think Star's eyes go a little bit wide, and she'll look at the door. I think she just kind of, as she hears this, I think she punches the ground, like hard enough to knock over one of her paints. She's like, fuck, I think, I think Faya is there. With the matron. It just, it sounds like what she described to me. I saw her. When, when this whole thing happened, I had, I don't know if it was a vision, if I was really with her, I, it felt like it. God, did it hurt to be pulled away from her. But she told me of spiders and monsters and people that look like, well, you tormenting her. Would any of this sound familiar to... Oh, sounds so fucking familiar. I think you know exactly what she's talking about. It, uh... I would guess that is not the matron she is with, but where I am from. Nikotov. How's that spelled? It's a fucking great question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I guess? Uh, yeah, you know what? If anybody who guesses this right gets a well, I've seen it, so... N-I-G-H-C-A-T-O-V. Nah. N Fuck. N-Y-C-A-T-O-V. Give yourself a reroll. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes. Nice job. You speak of visions. I felt one, saw one too. And I believe it was real. Well, if it was anything... <laughs> Wait, did we all trip? 
Flint, I told you to fucking get rid of those mushrooms, goddammit. I did, I put it in our water. <laughs> yeah, put, put it in the water supply. <laughs> Faya will look at you with sort of... Faya. The Faya. I don't know, she's somewhere. <laughs> she's behind the door. <laughs> she's just a telescope. Looking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Star will look at you, uh, Kiaran, with a sort of like a pained expression, but like a, a knowing, like... If it was anything uh, like mine was, I am sorry, truly. It was admittedly an unpleasant vision, reality, I don't know. But. Yes, this is actually the reason I came, though I would like to say it sounds like you care for this uh, Faya. She is the love of this lifetime for me. She was taken from me. That's why I'm here, really. It's how I met everyone. If I can help, I'd never thought to go back, but I could at least guide you there. But before that, I must ask help of the Holy One. Bo, I came for your knowledge. I, I've seen what's happening and I don't know how to help. Anything you have to say, I want to help. This is beyond me. The vision I had was one part nightmare and one part hope. I found myself in the matron's grip unable to leave tortured but yet I also was in another place there was uh he called himself an abdicator is that what you said uh, advocate, advocate. No. he called himself an advocate he told me he was there on behalf of uh Emin the Redeemer? Is this something you're familiar with? Can I roll? Give me a religion check. 23. Emin is a god that is a bit of lesser popularity. Emin is a warrior god often depicted in full armor with a heavy axe. Emin is a representation of redemption, the god of redemption and forgiveness. And Emin was a ruthless warrior who had changed his ways to fight for good. Okay, then I would definitely relay that to you. In Often called the Redeemer, if I didn't say that. Okay. I, of course, uh, had only been familiar with the matron as a god before now in Hid not thought any of the gods worth my time. But this Emin seemed to believe I could be redeemed. And while I don't know that that is something I'm capable of, I will take any chance to not end up with a matron. Can you help me? 
I can try. I guess I don't know what you're trying to redeem yourself from. And to who? For who? I don't know how much time you have, but if you want to know, I will tell you. This is your choice alone for you to share that with me is when and wherever you choose. But I promise you that I will listen. And if I can, I'll help. Well, it seems my time may be short. I was part of the city that we were speaking of, Nikotov, born to a higher-up family. I was expected to kill or be killed. I unfortunately was, though strong, unable to finish the act. In that moment, my sister did it for me. And I was brought back to my family in shame. They did not want this getting around to the rest of the families, of course. It would make them look weak. And they couldn't have that. They also couldn't just kill me because there would be questions. They came up with a plan. One of which I gave my assent to, seeing no other choice in the moment. I was part of a ritual. And for the ritual, I had to, again, kill. I, in that moment, did so. But I was stopped. The killing blow didn't actually go through. But I was willing to do it. And that is which I cannot be redeemed. And I believe that it is also the source of my current... As she takes a deep breath and the form pops out of her a little bit. My current source of pain here and possible source of death. I had thought that this failed ritual, that the side effect I had had been contained, but I had been hoping to find someone to make it more permanent, and it seems I'm running out of time. I would hope that you maybe have more knowledge than I. I am up here both because this place is so beautiful compared to where I'm from and I wish to explore it but also I do not have much hope of finding someone with this knowledge that I seek to help me with my problem and maybe one of you does I believe from the little I know of the ritual that I heard my other sister talking about was the plan was to split my soul. They wanted to remove the good from me, the part that hesitated, the part that was unable to bring herself to kill. And so I was trying to find someone to fully bring that part back into me. So because the ritual was broken, you have been left broken as well. Yes, that is my and my father's assumption. I wish that I had everything to help you right now, but I can tell you that I do know a place to go and a, and a place to ask these questions and to find answers for sure, if you'd be willing. It, I know, is selfish of me to request this in this current 
situation, but it seems I must, if you are willing to guide me, or at least point the direction. Your story is enlightening, and your refusal to to do wrong only wants me to, makes me want to help you more and to find a place for you here with us. And even if it's not, you deserve some hope and some light in your life. That is kind of you to say, though, in the end, I did do wrong. Everybody makes mistakes. Star will kind of pipe up as well, and she'll say, we've all done wrong. It's about where you plan to go next. Uh, Kieran will just kind of nod as like a more of like a thank you for saying so, but not necessarily like fully on board with the sentiment. I think we all deserve second chances, chosen or not. Well, that is the one hope I must hold on to after seeing what possible future my death might hold. Hmm. And he ponders and puts his like finger in one of his nipples and thinks about how he couldn't read your fate. I thought you said in one of his nipples for a second. I heard his nipples. <laughs> Just in one. They're, in, they're mm. inverted. <laughs> he's got to pull, pull one of them. He's got to pull it back out. Otherwise, it'll Dim, look silly. Dim, dimple. Like, oops, I got, an, I got an Annie for a second there. <laughs> Groth, what are you doing? Yeah, Groth has spent most of the last night and morning, um, aside from when he was doing his obligatory sleeping shit. Waste of fucking time. Groth has been collecting large rocks from just anywhere he can find them. Um, out in the woods, whatever. And he's been stockpiling them near the forge. And uh, he's going to pull Louis aside in the morning. He's going to say, Louis, are you familiar with concrete making? Yeah, of course. I, uh, I, I think so, yeah. I, I mean, you're talking stonework? Stonework, but it uh, needs to be really, really fucking strong. And uh, he's going to look at the sky. Say, we're going to need a hell of a wall around this place. Or see some people around here sitting Finally, around. build that wall. <laughs> God, yeah. I was wondering, I was trying to see if you were going to go there. Only on the south border, though, of the lab. <laughs> the Empire's going to pay for it. <laughs> we want to leave the north border open in case we have to retreat. <laughs> I got a guy who's going to pay for all of it. He just needs you to uh, get as many donors as you can to send him some money. <laughs> fucking stupid. Sorry. You're fine. We're gonna need a hell of a wall, Louis. You're the only man I can think of who might be capable of building it. Hi. I can do that, big man. I can enlist some help to get some stones as well. That being said, and he looks over at like the awning in the forge and he's like I have some work to do to repair this place. Oh, you do. I just have a feeling with what's coming. 
and I have seen it. I... And I wish I'd had better walls. What's coming? My god instinct is right. Which, yes, I know. The signs have been straight in front of Grath the whole time. If my god instinct <laughs> is right, everything that's ever died still has some sort of body to occupy. No, no, Grath, if that's the case, it's the end of the world. If you heard a black pillar. No. Open to Kravnok Mountains. It's where all of the Goliath were. Well, look, big man, I'll be honest. Though you're looking a little less Goliath these days, our peoples haven't always got along. Sorry, I wanted to clarify. Um, the uh, the stone skin thing was for flavor. Groth, Groth is still Goliath, or a half giant, whatever those might be called today. So yeah, I I am still a Goliath. I just <laughs> my stone my skin looks a little more stony, and now I can stomp on the ground. And it's kind of hard to walk in front of me for a second. Yeah, anyways, Louis, those walls were, they were, they were four foot thick. I don't, I don't know what unit of measurement we're using here. Those walls were. Gizzards. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How many gizzards? <laughs> How many gizzards thick? <laughs> nice callback. Those walls were as thick as my legs are long. And they came down like fucking pebbles. But I've been thinking, I've been thinking, and I've been nerding. You remember uh, Rascal Cave? I sent you some weapons from there. I. What I didn't send you was a shit ton of bones that we left down there. Shit ton of bones? You mix bones with slate, shale, you can find on the river. Crush it all up, mix it together when it's boiling. Pour it between these rocks and whatever other rocks you can gather. I'd suggest using carts. You don't want, you don't want stones you can throw. That should make a really fucking hard cement. It might stand a chance against him. Okay. All right. I can do that. All right, buddy. I trust you. And I know we gotta fix the walls of the lab, but. Getting us encircled here is, trust me, it's more important. Big man, I've got a feeling as well. I've got a feeling that you're going to be going other places than here, and you're not going to be here to help me for this. And I can do this. Trust me. I do. I have something for you. Come here. And he leads you back. over. Are you really going to steal my thunder? It's a fart in well, a bag. It's, it's a fart in a bag. But... <laughs> uh, he leads you over to his little sort of uh, area. He set up sort of a living quarters that's kind of separated by like an in, uh, a wall, but an incomplete like closure in the awning area where the and where all the blacksmithing equipment is. It's like kind of kitty corner to this. 
and it's kind of disrupted and a little little collapse but he he sort of brushes some stuff aside pops up in his trunk and then takes out a smaller chest and pops it open and he grabs this knapsack and he says I think you'll need this more than I do and he gives you a bag of holding hell yeah or lunchbox I could fit so many gizzards in there. You know what? This is canon. It's a Spice Girls lunchbox. <laughs> Some say it is from another realm. I don't know what Spice Girls are, but I hope they're I hope they're spicy. I'm glad you asked. This is posh spice. <laughs> this is pretty spice. Uh Take this, Groth, and bring back some cool shit. <laughs> oh, you know I will, Louis. Stuff I'm gonna bring you. We're gonna have to put it in that forge and see what the fuck happens. One more thing, big man. He looks at the forge and he says, Since last night, since you started at it and that whole thing happened, the hammer hits the anvil differently. The forge heats differently. Wherever you're going, wherever you end up, learn all you can. I think the rules are different now. I can feel it. Me too. But wherever you go, Groth, promise me something. Anything, Louis. Promise me you'll come back. I'll be back. I will. And you're too good a man to break a promise to. He smiles. Maybe blushes a little bit. <laughs> and he embraces you tightly. He says, Thank you, Groth. You've been a great friend. You too, Louis. Better than I ever deserved. I could say the same thing. You keep these people safe. And I'll see you soon. No. Fuck them. <laughs> Just kidding, sorry. Why does it feel like you're trying to kill him off and this is the last goodbye? I'm not doing anything. I'm just saying it's Lying really sweet. Piece of shit. Everybody look around I for a door, a, a killer door, because <laughs> that might happen again. The spider queen ladies crawling through the, the cat door that we forgot about. It's like William's girlfriend. Bottom of, the, bottom of the fey door. Where's my husband? <laughs> Grunge? <laughs> Not my lover. <laughs> oh, God. My relationship with Crunch is purely sexual. <laughs> All right, so why don't we try to wrap this episode up on, like, a plan? Yeah, I was going to say Flint, while this was going on, went, wanted to go track down, uh, what was the um, gnome's name? Uh, gizmo? Gadget? Spring. Spring. Okay, I heard you say, like, gizmo or gadget or something. No, you said I gadget, like, at the beginning, spring. Uh, Flint's hanging out with Spring trying to see if this uh, beetle thing will actually work. 
And if it does, you know, depending on how much time has passed, would like to have that thing go scout Brambleton. I think uh, Kiaran will tell Bo, the sooner we are able to leave, I think the better. I'd say so. Let's tell the others. Bo, Kiaran, and Star, you guys exit the alchemy lab. Maybe pick up Groth on your way. Um, I, before, I just wanted, since Star's here too, I just wanted to look at Star and see if there's any indication of agreement, disagreement, anything there. I mean, I think Star just nods and okay. will follow you guys. And I think you guys pick up Groth on the way looking for Flint, and you find Flint with this pink-haired gnome, and she's in the middle of a, uh, diatribe diatribe rather and she's just like you see the way it works is it uh, gets a lot of energy from no. mystical sources that's uh, impacted yeah, in a small little gem that really absolutely. sits at the center of it but you have to be very careful because it's incredibly really. volatile and <laughs> it can lead to lots of explosions in fact I actually <laughs> lost exactly this finger this way oh, um, wow. but that's the thing about it is like that. Yeah, are you listening to me I'm really hungry you know I was looking to make some stew what was that what sorry Karen lets out like a, excuse me. Uh, excuse me, I'm talking. So anyway, <laughs> the crystal that resides in the center of its forehead could be essentially lethal. Go ahead. Can we steal this man from you for... Wait. And you hear this like little buzzing as this beetle sort of spins out from the tree line and she holds her hand up and it goes directly to it and it holds it. She brings it down and its wings sort of open and it's just like sort of like buzzing in rhythm, almost like a Morse code. Flint like heartily slaps Gizmo on the Gizmo. <laughs> Spring on the color. I'm going to call her Gizmo. <laughs> slaps uh, Spring on the back and says, ah, see, I told you you could do it. <laughs> so if I'm reading this right, and I think I am because I designed it. Brambleton is surrounded with some sort of lots of bats and she like examines this beetle and she's like i think it's been chewed on it's it's marred and, and anyway it looks like brambleton's been is that what it's called brambleton it's anyway i don't care it's surrounded with bats and apparently there are fires everywhere and there's some sort of barricaded place where people are taking refuge but that seems to be all it's gotten it's, it's it seems like it's in not a great condition does it look like a tavern that they're all holding up in some kind of inn uh yeah that yeah i think I, this this beetle's never really been to an inn but i think that's what it describes oh it hold on it read a sign the watering hole. Flint glances up at everybody else. Good information. Ms. Winthrop, come to the fucking rescue. <laughs> Sounds like time's running out. We have to decide if we're saving Brambleton now or if we're leaving it to burn. And she closes her hand on the beetle. Don't forget, you got us as well. 
and we'll pick this up next time on the re-roll podcast nice. Kieran. Oh, the rules wow. that was good I thought that was very well done Kieran, take a re-roll Excellent explaining of yourself, your redemption process, and all you've been through. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons, living or dead, or actual events are purely coincidental. Reroll Gaming uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy, we are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Reroll Gaming is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we could use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright Zingaring. The Chronicles of Rel theme and Frequency theme are copyright Tanner Prentice. Please consider donating to our Patreon or Ko-fi if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more and with your support we can make a lot more. And leave us a review wherever you heard this episode. New episodes every Monday at 12am Pacific Standard Time. See you then.